ladies and gentlemen, it's uh, episode two of uh, Flamingo Sundays, and I'm actually really, really lucky, I think, to have the man I have sitting opposite me in front of the uh, glowing flamingo. He's a man that uh, sits opposite people like Grant Cardone, Gary V, Tony Robbins, now Jack Henderson is a pretty big name. Um, it's uh, it's Michael Lane from Success Resources, mate. Welcome. Thank you, mate. Great to be on the podcast. Thank you. Um, mate, we've we've met at a, on a few occasions. Firstly, we're on Sydney Harbour, which is a great place to meet. We yes. both like spending a lot of time on the harbour. For the select few people who don't know who you are and what you do, give us a little bit of background about you know essentially where you come from, where you are now, and, and then we're going to run through you know the, the business itself. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, look, I've been in business for 20 years, um, started and failed a, a heap of businesses. Yeah. Uh, one or two did okay, and uh, I suppose the second one I'm currently still in, called Success Resources. Uh, we're a educational seminar company, and we do large-scale events in about 37 countries around the world. Wow. Um, last year we did 525, um, with some cool people like Tony Robbins, uh, Gary V, Grant Cardone, and some other people. So... Yeah, our business is all about educating entrepreneurs who want to identify what they're passionate about and then go live that passion. So I get to wake up every day in beautiful Sydney, although it's not that beautiful today. No, yeah, it's not great, is it? No, but um, look, I, I was a Sydney boy. Uh, I knew from an early age I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Right. I uh, didn't get the grades at school. I, you know, the writing was on the wall early, if I'm going to be really honest. And I just turned to sales. As soon as I got out of school, I just knew that if I could hone a sales process and understand how the process works, I think I could sell anything. Yeah. So uh, I honed in on that, got really clear on understanding how to build value and show value, and then being able to persuade someone to part with their hard-earned dollars in an authentic way to get some kind of product or service. So yeah, look, it's been an interesting journey, but uh, 20 years in, just turned 40 last week, and uh, made more excited than ever. Right. Let's um, look at that incredible journey. 20 years in business is one massive achievement because what they say within five years, I think 99% of businesses you know, shut their, shut their doors. Yeah. So to be in business 20 years is, is pretty incredible. Let's take it back to Michael Lane coming out of school. Yeah. You said sales was for you. You knew that from an early age. When you said sales was for you, was it being young and chasing dollars? Because generally there is a connotation with sales and money, right? If you're yeah. a good seller, you earn a lot of money. So when you left school and went into sales, was it because of a passion of sales or was it, was, was it because as a young guy, and I'm the same, money drives you, right? Because you want to, to achieve all these things and grab all of these things. Yeah. So run me through that. Why sales? Why not lawyer or an yeah. accountant or, you know, like... Yeah. Look, to be honest, uh, I just wanted to be rich. Yeah. If I'm just being brutally honest. I yeah. knew at eight... Uh, when all my friends were reading comic books, I was reading Rob Report, Showboat, and Fast Cars. So uh, I just knew I was wired a little bit differently. And when I left school, definitely didn't have the grades for anything like that or anything um, like a lawyer or those kind of things. So went out there, honed the skills, went in everything from car sales to door knocking to a whole heap of stuff. Right. Um, and, and, and any entrepreneur basically starts out with the money game a hundred percent and it is a game yeah. and, and you think that you play the game and you'll win the game and you know have to live happily ever after and obviously um that's not the case and I, I think i was lucky that i had a number of failures early yeah and then i had a quick win and made okay. some good money uh, and then i lost it all so it was an interesting journey in my 20s because i was bootstrapping everything i came up with several ideas bought them to market didn't work 
cool, we'll go build something else. And then, you know, it w- what really clicked for me when I was 23 was the personal development game. Um, teaching people to, you know, identify what they're passionate about was an easy sell for me. Right. It, it just resonated because I was the student in that and someone was teaching me that. So, you know, when the student becomes the teacher and then you start to help people identify what they're passionate about and then lead them down that path, it just resonated. I've always made money in the personal development seminar game. I've done so many other things though, whether it's a, a nightclub here at Double Bay, whether it's an energy drink company um, or you know perfume distribution, doesn't matter what it was, none of them made money except the business I'm in now. So I, you know, I just got to a point where I'm like, okay, that feels good, resonates, and I make good money from it, so let's just see how that goes. And then, you know, in my late 20s, I bought into this company. Uh, it had already been going and it had a bit of a history and, and been doing stuff for about 10 years before I got in. But look, about 11 years ago, I put some money into the company and while we're doing two to three events a year, um, you know, the last 11 years has been pretty busy scaling this. And, you know, now in 37 countries and 500 plus events a year, um, yeah, it's just been an interesting journey. Massive growth. The reason I asked the question about obviously chasing money is, you know, this podcast is aimed at millennials. Yeah. And people come out of school, I think when people go to university, they want to be lawyers, accountants, doctors, sometimes because of the passion, but the majority of the time because of money, right? They yeah. think these people earn a lot of money. Yeah. Um, and when you go into business, you also think the same thing. And, be, and for people who don't come from money and come from affluence, which is what the majority of people chase their whole life, they think that the money will make them happy, right? Mm. Like, so they think like when I have the car or when I have the boat or the house or they see things going through their daily life, they think, oh, this person's so rich, they must be so happy. Um, and, and it's interesting you said everything you were chasing for the money was very short lived. Mm. Then you started chasing passion, right? Yeah. And, and, and the feel good you know, attitude and it makes you feel really good when you're helping people and what come with that was money. So yes. money was just a consequence of doing something you loved. Um, so I guess that's the reason I asked why money because everyone chases money like you know everyone yeah. wants to do something for cash 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 let's yeah. do that and let's jump to there and that's it's all short term but I think the the big thing is passion yeah would you agree yeah look I think and, and it's easy to tell a young entrepreneur don't leave the money and go for passion yeah but I, I think they've got to go through that money journey or that money game and play that game you know I had Chris Gray on the the, the podcast last week and he Love said Chris. exactly the same thing yeah he said it, it's it's easy to tell people don't chase money, but it's, they need to experience it first to realize it doesn't bring what they thought. They That's need it. to buy the car to realize that the car doesn't bring anything. You know, it's yeah. a short lived. They need to buy the house. They need to go on the holidays. They need to have the girls. Whatever it is to make you realize that that's not the, that's not the thing. That's not the golden egg. Yeah, the golden egg is the the passion of what makes you actually feel good inside. Right. Yeah, I, I think most entrepreneurs you can't really tell them much anyway. Right, they're on their path and they're yeah. going to go do it the way they want to do it, which is a great trait of an entrepreneur. Um, but you let them play out that journey and you know I'm, I'm mentoring a lot of young entrepreneurs in my business I have a very entrepreneurial um, culture right and I, I you know um, have a lot of people come in they do side hustles and I'll help them with their business plan and minimum viable product and then scaling and those kind of things so we encourage that but I'm you know I'm conscious that I want them to go have that taste of money as well yeah uh, for multiple reasons have the taste of it and get a feeling for it um, but then also understand that it's not going to be a long-lasting happiness associated with that. Do you mean, I remember when I first bought my first decent car, I was like, this is the best feeling ever. And for the next three months, I'd walk into the garage and go, this is the greatest. But in that fourth, fifth, sixth month, it's like, 
okay, I've, I've got to get to the office. Okay. And it dissipates, right? So, 100%. you know, go ahead, fulfill that, play that money game, get it off your chest for a couple of reasons. Experience what it's like in business class or first class or that car or whatever it is. Get that feeling and harness that. Um, I, think, I think there's definitely benefits to it. But then when you play it long enough, you'll understand that um, there's, a, there's better ways to get a longer lasting happiness and feeling. And for me, that's helping other people. Right. Um, Michael, you, you, we've walked in, you've got the, the, the cameraman with you, I've got mine. In the 20 years you've been in Success Resources, um, or in the business, it's changed, right? Like a lot has changed from 20 years ago, you know, what you were teaching people to, to what people are paying for and being taught now. Yeah. And I'm sure your business has changed a lot as well. So what I want to do for the next part of, of the podcast is is run through if you were the 23-year-old right now and that's when you it ticked, I want to be in this personal development game. How would Michael Lane do it differently to how we, how we did do it? What would be different? And essentially yeah. what we're going to do is, is give the listeners a, a little bit of a roadmap to say if, if they want to jump into a business similar to yours, yeah. let's give them some tips on, on if you were doing it again, someone very experienced, how you would do it. Yeah. So... You know, when you were 23, how did you jump into it then? Yep. And how would you do it differently now? And let's run through that. Yeah, so, you know, I mean, I was an egotistical 23-year-old. Right. I thought I was bulletproof and, and all that. So, um, you know, I wanted to own it all myself. I wanted to be the top dog. I wanted to be King Dingling, right? And if I look back now, and if I was a 23-year-old in 2020 now, I'd do it so different. I would do what you do. My first hire would be a videographer. I would be starting to document my journey, my passion, my obsession, and just start living that every single day. Before I even start to monetize something, before I even, it doesn't matter what your product is. You know, not everyone listening to this podcast is probably in real estate or, you know I mean? Just start documenting yourself what you're passionate about, what you love doing. I, I would do that first and foremost. So let's, before, most people first hire would say a PA or an EA. That's in yep. the... In the, in the grand scheme of things, yeah. that's what they do. Let's hire a PA to free out some of my time and make me more dollar productive. Yeah, I would flip that on its head. I definitely wouldn't do that. I've right. got a, an assistant now, and and I can't live without her. But it wouldn't be my first hire, that's right. for sure. So, well, I've ticked that off the box. I've ticked that off the list. So, boom, Sammy, thank you. Well done. That we're doing done. well. <laughs> first step. Um, again, because I wanted to own everything when I was younger and ambitious. Now I wouldn't want to own everything myself. I do a lot of uh, mergers and acquisitions. Um, I personally don't like investing more than 15% into a company. Okay. So if someone comes to me with an idea, it's like, dude, I'll take 15%. I hope it was strategy and scale. You got to execute it. Now, a young 23-year-old is sitting there going, I want to make it all myself. I would go do joint ventures with people who have an existing distribution arm or an existing sales and marketing channel of the product or service that you want to get into. So let's let's say, you know, you with these guys, right? Um you could go do this all yourself. You could start your own, you know, flamingo agency. Exactly. And you know what? Pe- countless, countless, countless amounts of people mm. have said to me, why didn't you do it by yourself? Literally, yeah. I, I hear yeah, that I question imagine. constantly when I talk to people. Well, why are you with those guys? Well, you know, why are you with Trillia Associates? Why didn't you do it by yourself? Yeah. That's a common question. Yeah. And, and, and you're not common, right? You're, you're, you're a young, successful entrepreneur who understands the game. But I would suggest if I was 23 starting again, I would go, you know what? I'm going to go find the best agency in the region, the best leader, the best mentor, the best sales and marketing firm I could to align my product to them. Because it's a long life. 
at 23, Jimmy, and I'm 40 now and I've done shit, probably 20 different companies and different things. And, you know, we've still got 10 companies percolating around the world doing different things. But, you know, an entrepreneur doesn't get stuck on one thing for the rest of their life. And I think as a young 23 year old, you come in thinking this is gonna be the billion dollar company. And for me to hit that, I need to own all of it. Now I have several, you know, equity deals and I take 15 to 20% and I delegate the hard part of the equation, the sales, the marketing, the distribution, the shipping, if that may be the case. And I take um, four to five hours a month working on some of these deals. I take away an equity share and that's kind of a better way for me to do deals. I, I, and I would suggest that to anyone is go, it's gonna be a long journey. Don't think you need to own everything and all of it. Go do something with somebody, learn the ropes. I mean, I talk a lot about an entrepreneurial apprenticeship. An entrepreneurial apprenticeship is aligning with somebody who actually has runs on the board, who's willing to give you a piece of the business, and you take that four to five to 10 years to learn as much as you can. So then when you hit 30, you go, boom, I know what I'm doing now, I can go do it myself. So. Yeah, I, I would do it very differently right. if I was starting again. Okay, so I guess that the first step would be the hire. There yep. wouldn't, when you're in business, you wouldn't be you wouldn't be going down in the traditional path of hiring a PA or hiring yep. AI to free up some of your time. It'd be essentially hiring someone like a videographer yep. or a social media or a content creator, whatever that is, to to build brand. Yep. Right. The second step would be instead of going 100%, I'm a big dog. I'm going to do this by myself. Yep. It's how about I be a part of the, the puzzle? Yes. And let, let's create a team around me that are, have all got their, 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 I guess, you know, strengths in what they do. Yeah. And, and hopefully there's a mentor in that, in that business where you can go, shit, I'm gonna align to this person for the next five years because they've been through 20 years of hard ache and I'll learn as much as I can, take a, big, take a little piece and, and use it as that sort of scholarship. And leverage, right? And leverage. Yeah, okay. Let's go third step. Let, let's talk very, I guess, micro in the event space, yep. right? I guess the people who you would have, you know, taken on tour 20 years ago, mm. that would have been a lot different to the people now, right? Yep. Maybe back then it was who? Celebrities? Yeah, um, do you mean? Who, who was, who was the, the You know, the, they the were the old school personal development, like the Jim Rowan, yeah, the right. Brian Tracy's, the, the old school veterans of our industry. Now I move more into celebrities or who's got the attention. I mean, Grant Cardone's got 14 million people on social media. Um, you know, I, I just tend to look for those people who have got a passion to educate and have got the attention. So in this day and age though, it's, it's about, like I said, understanding those first two steps and then going, how can I deliver my passion in some way? So, you know, for me, it's, I love sales. I love entrepreneurship. So that's my passion coming out through my business. So. You know, if I stuck to personal development, leadership, um, talkers, my business wouldn't be anywhere near it is now. Do you mean, last year we had, you know, two years ago we had Tom Brady. Uh, we had Gene Simmons from Kiss last year. You know, you think, okay, Kiss, is that really an entrepreneur thing? He's done $4 billion in his company in 40 years. So I, I, I'm looking to find ways for me to make sure I still have fun in the role and in the job as well. And, and I guess the, the, the people you're taking you know, around the world, they haven't necessarily been around for a long time. Let's talk no. about someone like, like Grant Cardone. Sure, yep. he's been in business for a long time, but he hasn't been a brand, right? No, same with Gary Vee. And then I know you're in talks with people like Jay Shetty and stuff like yeah. that. These people haven't been around for 20 or 30 years like 
you know, celebrities may have been. Yeah. So well, Jay is actually a great example of what we just said on the first step and second step. He's a guy who's got 35 million followers, hasn't got a product to sell, right? He's just building community, building his passion, and now he's in talks with me and people and different people about how do I monetize my community? So he's built brand. So, you know, I'm not saying to all the young entrepreneurs out there, go out there and when you get to 35 million, start to monetize it, but he's flipped the model. Most people go try and bring their product to market and then they go, okay, now I'll start building brand and start building things. Flip it on its head because it's now a personal brand more than a, a product or service brand. Exactly. So once you do that and you understand that, you can document it easily. It's easy to get up at 5.30 a.m. and go, today I'm going in the office, I can't wait, do this, do this. It's evergreen content. But then you can start to monetize and partner with people because you've built a brand and companies want to associate with brands. Exactly right. And I guess... Gary Vee talks about this a lot, is brand is the only thing that cannot be commoditized, right? And people always question brand, like, oh, why, what personal brand's nothing in business, blah, 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 but then they wear Gucci and they wear Nike and like they don't think logically. Like, the only reason they're wearing them is not because they love the beautiful black shoe or the white T-shirt, it's because of the brand it has on it yeah. and what that brand reflects, right? If you're wearing a Gucci or a Rolex or whatever it may be, yeah. the only reason you're wearing that is because you want the perception of what people think you know, have around yes. that brand. You wear a Rolex because Rolex means wealth, right? I mean, you've yep. made something. You wear Gucci because the same thing. It's not because of the white T-shirt because this T-shirt yeah. that costs eight yeah. dollars and a Gucci T-shirt costs exactly the same to make. That's it. The difference is brand, That's right? That's it. Yeah. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Brand is the commodity right now, um, and brand is a longer game. And again, for the young entrepreneurs out there, I know you're thinking three to five years, but think try and think twenty years. Now, I always tell entrepreneurs, come to me with a 20-year plan. And I know that sounds outrageous in this day and age. But if you come with a 20-year plan, there's a realistic time frame of what it's going to take to become successful. And when I was younger, I wanted it all straight away. I wanted to be a billionaire by 30. I mean, it's just unrealistic time parameters I put on myself. Yeah. So have a longer game plan with a content and brand strategy at the beginning. As you move forward, you're gonna build that awareness and people will start bringing you deals and opportunities because you've got the attention, you've got brand. The whole game's changing right now and I'm so excited, and especially for the young dudes listening to this is, you've got such an opportunity. When I was 23, there was no internet. There, there might have been, but I definitely wasn't on it, right? Yeah. So uh, I was barely on email. Now you can DM anyone in the world from your bed and try and do deals and collaborations. So, it's an amazing time to be in business. Right, right, mate, I agree. Number four, let's talk about sales. Yep. The way you used to sell, which probably, ring, ring, yep. it's Michael Hayne, you wanna buy a ticket? No, hang the phone up, next yep. one. Right, that would've been it. And $150 some email a day, yeah. Exactly. How, how is sales, so obviously back then that would've been the start of the business on the phone. Yep. How, how now, starting a business, if you added all those three, we're, we're creating the, you know, the, the first hire is the videographer, we're, we're creating the personal brand, how are you selling? Yeah. How are you selling? It's, you'll be so surprised. I sell in many different ways. And again, for me selling, I'm not selling too many tickets these days, although I'll do the occasional swipe up, those kind of things. But um, I'm selling brand, which ultimately allows deal flow for me to come in. And when I say deal flow, it could be joint ventures. It could be people coming going, I want to bring 150 of my staff to your events. But if we, if we layer it down to what my young guys are doing on the phone, they're doing content every day. You know, they're doing interviews with clients who have come through our programs. They're, they're doing 
uh, how-to videos, the three key things you must know as a young entrepreneur or, or, or the trappings and, and how to you know, deal with the trappings of success. We are doing a boatload of content at every level and we've gone from 150 dials to some of our team are making 20 to 30 dials and doing 400 grand a month. Do you mean on a, on a thousand dollar ticket or a four thousand dollar ticket? So the game's changed, and for those people who haven't adapted, it's going to be very difficult. Yeah. So you know we've got young guys in our in our office who haven't taken up the content strategy game yet, and they're going to suffer if they don't soon. So even for me, um, I do a boatload of podcasts. Uh, I do it because we will use this content out there in some fashion. People will ring me and go, hey, I love what you're doing. I want to come to an event or I want you to promote my event. Exactly. It, it doesn't matter if you're on the phone starting out or you're right up the top of the shop. You need to be adopting this new strategy. And sales is all about now authentically communicating. And you've just got better technology now. If you're not using your video on your, on your phone to try and communicate and even retention and follow-up, you know, I'd be getting my phone out and going, Jack, we spoke yesterday. I was so good to connect with you. I love that you're passionate about this, this, and that. You know, I know you're not ready to make a decision right now, but when you are, I'm going to be here. You know, I mean, people need to use this technology in a way um, that it creates a lot of leverage. Yeah, and that was the next thing I was going to talk about, leverage. Like, for example, you, you, you know, being aligned with people like the Gary Vees of the world, Grant Cardone's Tony Robbins, like the, the leverage you have off those people is nuts, right? Like... Your, your brand essentially is getting presented to these millions and millions and millions of people, whether it's on, you know, Gary Vee, for example, when he's doing his keynotes, he, he then shares those keynotes with his audience. Yeah. So success resources is everywhere around that. So yeah. leveraging of other people's brands, I think, is another massive thing in this economy, which was harder a, a long time ago because yeah. leverage of brands was like being on billboards. Now, how hard would it be to have like a success resource next to a, a Gary Vee on a billboard? Pretty hard. Yes. Now it's so subtle, but people notice. Yeah. Even if you're in the background or, you know, he talks about something or, or you share something that aligns with your brand and he reshares it. Like leverage off other people's brands massive now, right? It is. And and look, for the people listening to this, um, in my event promotion company, I don't speak. So why don't sell any tickets for Michael Lane? All my ticket sales are with Gary Vee, those kind of things. So it's a partnership, it's a joint venture or it's an equity deal. So yeah, the game's changed. It's like when I go to Gary and say, hey, can you do this, this, and this? I mean, we want that content. We want him to push it out. We know he's going to push it out as well, but it's this harmonious relationship where we're looking for a no-lose. I mean, I used to talk about a win, win, win. You know, win for you, win for me, win for the client. Now I think it's been flipped. It's We're looking for a no-lose situation. So when I put Gary on stage, I pay him a fee. He comes along, he fills the room for me. That helps me. Yeah. He gets content out of it, I get content out of it. And I think that's what's been successful formula for us is having really strong relationships that are no lose for the for the for the partnership and it just helps in you know getting your message out there and it definitely helps to have someone like Gary V who's got 20 million followers sharing your content constantly or your events 100 percent. so it's it's a it's an interesting take on a modern day billboard and a modern day marketing play but the eyeballs that we're getting on our brand right now from things that we're not even posting, it's it's just crazy. It's crazy, yeah. So I think that's like that's probably a, a five-step formula to a not just for the events business, but but for any business, you can take those key, you know, takeaways and and use that in any business. I think those, yeah. those five steps. I think in this economy, you'll see massive growth in the business, right? Absolutely. Over a long term. 
Um, let's talk about where Michael Lane and whether it's success resources the business or you go into something else. Where where are you looking at from from forty to, to say sixty? Where's your twenty year plan from now? Where do you see yourself? Yeah, look, um, I've I've got an interest in various companies, not all, not all just personal development. Uh, very bullish in uh, finance game at the moment. Okay. Um, so just acquired a company last year who's doing some cool things in in the Australian region. But to be honest, my real passion is education. So if I look at the thing that sort of wakes me up in the morning, it's taking world-class education education, and scaling it globally digitally. So you know, while we do 500 events, we've captured a lot of content from those events. Now we're going to put them on a digital paywall. Um, there'll be an app. And you'll be able to access any so like of our events. Like a, like, a sub, like a subscription yeah. sort of it's Almost like a like, Netflix like a ne- yeah, right, okay. of personal development. Um, yeah, so if you can't make it to Los Angeles to see Tom Brady and whoever else is on, you'll sit there and watch it on your phone. So that that's and that'll get you into places that you know necessarily don't have the financial backing to, to be able to afford these things, right? If you're in a, a third world country, yeah, the majority of these people still have telephones, right? And they they, yep. they still have the want to get better and yes. be better. So now it's over. You're going to be in these places where they can't afford to get to the event, but they right. can still hear everything the people at the event are hearing, right? Yeah, and I don't want to really. I mean, we're in 37 countries now. To be honest, I don't really want to keep scaling. I don't want to get to 100 countries. That's that's for sure. So the the most logical next step is doing it digitally. So we'll we'll come out this year with a platform. It'll be as little as ninety nine dollars a month. Um, you can live stream and you can watch a whole heap of stuff all around the world on demand. There'll be four to five thousand hours on there. So that's going to be cool. The next thing that's really exciting at the moment is aligning with a lot of celebrities. And I'm not just talking about the Kardashians and people like that. I'm talking about people who clearly, and you can see it in their posts, in what they're doing, they've got a passion to give back and educate and maybe inspire. A good one right now is Will Smith. I mean, he's talking about success. He's talking about this. I want to do some unique stuff, and I've got a lot of conversations going with some cool people who... Clearly, there is a interest in educating and giving back, despite the movies, the sport, and these kind of things. And I think that's where I will have a lot of fulfilment and joy in the next sort of decade, is doing some touring with those kind of people, but capturing those talks, putting them online for people to be able to listen to that. And look, when you partner with someone, we won't mention their name, but they've got like 90 million followers, and they're pushing out this kind of content... That kind of impact is so much greater than I can do exactly. at my events. And for the average person to get access to those people is, is almost impossible, right? So to be able to get the access through someone like yourself is pretty incredible. Yeah, do you mean, and, and I, yeah, I think, I think we'll do some really good things with it. And, you know, to have you sitting there waking up with your phone 6 a.m. and you get a hit of inspiration from someone that you've idolized in business, sport, fashion, whatever it is, and it's there, and then you can jump out of bed, and it costs you nine dollars a month. Exactly. I, I just think that's my scale, that's my global plan, and um, that's what I've been building for the last couple of years. Mate, it's super, super inspiring. I think it's really, really cool. Mate, uh, I get the last, the last thing I like to do on my podcast is give you the opportunity to ask me a question yep. to, to what you think my my audience or the audience that you have um, would like to hear. So. I'll pass the uh, the interviewing over to you. Okay, I wasn't wasn't prepared for this. But... <laughs> I don't think anyone is. Look, knowing you, knowing um, what you're doing, I'd love to see you start doing some speaking. 
Right. Is that something that you would see yourself doing? It is, yeah. My thought around speaking is I I don't want to speak, I guess, I don't want to pretend I'm an expert in something until okay. I actually am okay. the expert and I am yeah. the brand, right? Yeah. I don't want to get on stage and say I've done this and I'm doing this and you should do this if I haven't done it myself. Sure. So I want it to be authentic. So yeah. when I've hit that level, which I'm going to hit, I'm very confident of that. Um, and I can speak from experience. Speaking is something I, I really, really would like to get into for sure. Yeah, and, and look, for the young uh, young guys out there and who may not be at your level yet, um, I, I, I feel if you're getting up to speak to sell something, you're right. You, you need to be an expert. Yeah. But I'm trying to tell as many of the young dudes out there right now is if you're doing content and you're passionate about something, even just get up at the local WeWork or the local area, put on an event for 50 people and just go, guys, I haven't figured this all out yet, but here are the three things that I've done that has really helped me on my journey. Um, I, I would suggest when you're confident with this content plan and phase and building brand, not only is it a great way to capture content with a live event like that, but you start to build an audience, you start to build proximity to you, um, I think it'll really fast track your brand growth. Right. Um, so I yeah. actually have my first two talks this month. They're, wow. they're real estate related, so it's yeah. about investing. So I've got my first one. Um, there's there's three of us partnered in Newcastle, and we're yep. going to talk about real estate up there. And there's one I'm doing with Trillies Associates, which will be awesome. Um, the same. I'll be talking about investing and what's worked for me. Yeah, I think that'd be great. And look, when you're ready for the big stage, come come to me. I'll be on the uh, the nine dollar a month app, <laughs> <laughs> mate. Um, thank you very very much for coming. I really really appreciate it. I'm sure my audience will too. And uh, mate. Good luck out there in that weather. It's, yeah, it's a bit weird. Thanks, man. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, it's uh, episode two of uh, Flamingo Sundays. And I'm actually really, really lucky, I think, to have the man I have sitting opposite me in front of the uh, glowing flamingo. He's a man that uh, sits opposite people like Grant Cardone, Gary V, Tony Robbins, now Jack Henderson is a pretty big name. Um, it's, uh, it's Michael Lane from Success Resources, mate. Welcome. Thank you, mate. Great to be on the podcast. Thank you. Um, mate, we've, we've met at a, on a few occasions. Firstly, we're on Sydney Harbour, which is a great place to meet. We yes. both like spending a lot of time on the harbour. For the select few people who don't know who you are and what you do, give us a little bit of background about, you know, essentially where you come from, where you are now, and, and then we're going to run through, you know, the, the business itself. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, look, I've been in business for 20 years, um, started and failed at a heap of businesses. Yeah. Uh, one or two did okay. And uh, I suppose the second one I'm currently still in called Success Resources. Uh, we're a educational seminar company and we do large scale events in about 37 countries around the world. Wow. Um, last year we did 525 um, with some cool people like Tony Robbins, uh, Gary V, Grant Cardone and some other people. So. Yeah, our business is all about educating entrepreneurs who want to identify what they're passionate about and then go live that passion. So I get to wake up every day in beautiful Sydney, although it's not that beautiful today. No, yeah, it, the weather's not great, is it? No, but um, look, I, I was a Sydney boy. Uh, I knew from an early age I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Right. I uh, didn't get the grades at school. I, you know, the writing was on the wall early, if I'm going to be really honest. And I just turned to sales. As soon as I got out of school, I just knew that if I could hone a sales process and understand how the process works, I think I could sell anything. Yeah. So uh, I honed in on that, got really clear on understanding how to build value and show value, and then being able to persuade someone to part with their hard-earned dollars in an authentic way to get some kind of product or service. So 
Yeah, look, it's been an interesting journey, but uh, 20 years in, just turned 40 last week and uh, made more excited than ever. Right. Let's um, look, that, that's the incredible journey. 20 years in business is one massive achievement because what they say within five years, I think 99% of businesses, you know, shut their, shut their doors. Yeah. So to be in business 20 years is, is pretty incredible. Let's take it back to Michael Lane coming out of school. Yeah. You said sales was for you. You knew that from an early age. When you said sales was for you, was it being young and chasing dollars? Because generally there is a connotation with sales and money, right? If you're yeah. a good seller, you earn a lot of money. So when you left school and went into sales, was it because of a passion of sales? Or was it because as a young guy, and I'm the same, money drives you, right? Because you want to, to achieve all these things and grab all of these things. Yeah. So run me through that. Why sales? Why not lawyer or an yeah. accountant or, you know, like... Yeah. Look, to be honest, uh, I just wanted to be rich. Yeah. I'm just being brutally honest. I yeah. knew at eight... Uh, when all my friends were reading comic books, I was reading Rob Report, Showboat, and Fast Cars. So uh, I just knew I was wired a little bit differently. And when I left school, definitely didn't have the grades for anything like that or anything um, like a lawyer or those kind of things. So went out there, honed the skills, went in everything from car sales to door knocking to a whole heap of stuff. Right. Um, and, and, and any entrepreneur basically starts out with the money game 100% and, and it is a game yeah. and, and you think that you play the game and you'll win the game and you know have, live happily ever after and obviously um, that's not the case and I, I think I was lucky that I had a number of failures early yeah. and then I had a quick win and made okay. some good money uh, and then I lost it all so it was an interesting journey in my 20s because I was bootstrapping everything I came up with several ideas bought them to market didn't work cool we'll go build something else and then you know it what really clicked for me when i was 23 was the personal development game um teaching people to you know identify what they're passionate about was an easy sell for me right it, it just resonated because i was the student in that and someone was teaching me that so you know when the student becomes the teacher and then you start to help people identify what they're passionate about and then lead them down that path it just resonated. I've always made money in the personal development seminar game. I've done so many other things though, whether it's a, a nightclub here at Double Bay, whether it's an energy drink company um, or you know perfume distribution, doesn't matter what it was, none of them made money except the business I'm in now. So I, you know, I just got to a point where I'm like, okay, that feels good, resonates, and I make good money from it. So let's just see how that goes. And then you know, in my late 20s, I bought into this company. Uh, it had already been going and had a bit of a history and, and been doing stuff for about 10 years before I got in. But look, about 11 years ago, I put some money into the company and while we're doing two to three events a year, um, you know, the last 11 years has been pretty busy scaling this. And, you know, now in 37 countries and 500 plus events a year, um, yeah, it's just been an interesting journey. Massive growth. The reason I asked the question about obviously chasing money is, you know, this podcast is aimed at millennials. Yeah. And people come out of school, I think when people go to university, they want to be lawyers, accountants, doctors, sometimes because of the passion, but the majority of the time because of money, right? They yeah. think these people earn a lot of money. Yeah. Um, and when you go into business, you also think the same thing. And, be, and for people who don't come from money and come from affluence, which is what the majority of people chase their whole life, they think that the money will make them happy, right? Mm. Like, so they think like when I have the car or when I have the boat or the house or they see things going through their daily life, they think, oh, this person's so rich, they must be so happy. Um, 
and, and it's interesting you said everything you were chasing for the money was very short-lived mm. then you started chasing passion right yeah. and, and, and the feel-good you know attitude and it makes you feel really good when you're helping people and what come with that was money so yes. money was just a consequence of doing something you loved um, so I guess that's the reason I asked why money because everyone chases money like you know everyone yeah. wants to do something for cash 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 let's do that and let's jump to there and that's it's all short term but I think that the big thing is passion yeah would you agree yeah look I think and, and it's easy to tell a young entrepreneur don't leave the money and go for passion yeah but I, I think they've got to go through that money journey or that money game and play that game you know I had Chris Gray on the, the podcast last week and he Love said exactly Chris. the same thing yep. he said it, it, it's, it's easy to tell people don't chase money but it's, they need to experience it first to realise it doesn't bring what they thought That's they need it. to buy the car to realise oh, the car doesn't bring me anything you know, it's yeah. short lived they need to buy the house they need to go on the holidays they need to have the girls whatever it is to make you realise that that's not, the, that's not the thing that's not the golden egg yeah. the golden egg is the, the passion of what makes you actually feel good inside right? yeah I, I think most entrepreneurs you can't really tell them much anyway right? they're on their path and they're yeah. going to go do it the way they want to do it which is a great trait of an entrepreneur um, but you let them play out that journey and you know I'm, I'm mentoring a lot of young entrepreneurs in my business I have a very entrepreneurial um, culture right and I, I you know um, have a lot of people come in they do side hustles and I'll help them with their business plan and minimum viable product and then scaling and those kind of things so we encourage that but I'm you know, I'm conscious that I want them to go have that taste of money as well Yeah. Uh, for multiple reasons have the taste of it and get a feeling for it um, but then also understand that it's not going to be a long-lasting happiness associated with that. Do you mean I remember when I first bought my first decent car? I was like, "This is the best feeling ever." And for the next three months, I'd walk in the garage and go, "This is the greatest." But in that fourth, fifth, sixth month, it's like, "Okay, I've got to get to the office," okay. and it dissipates, right? So, hundred percent. You know, go ahead, fulfill that, play that money game, get it off your chest for a couple of reasons. Experience what it's like in business class. Or first class or that car or whatever it is get that feeling and harness that um, I think I think there's definitely benefits to it but then when you play it long enough you'll understand that um, there's a there's better ways to get a longer lasting happiness and feeling and for me that's helping other people right um, Michael you, you we've walked in you've got the, the, the cameraman with you I've got mine in the 20 years you've been in Success resources, um, or in the business, it's changed, right? A lot has changed from twenty years ago. You know what you were teaching people to, to what people are paying for and being taught now. Yeah, and I'm sure your business has changed a lot as well. So what I want to do for the next part of, of the podcast is is run through if you were the 23 year old right now, and that's when you it ticked. I want to be in this personal development game. How would Michael Lane do it differently? to how we, how we did do it. What would be different? And essentially yeah. what we're going to do is, is give the listeners a, a little bit of a roadmap to say if, if they want to jump into a business similar to yours, yeah. let's give them some tips on, on if you were doing it against someone very experienced, how you would do it. Yeah. So, you know, when you were 23, how did you jump into it then? Yeah. And how would you do it differently now? And let's run through that. Yeah, so, you know, I mean, I was an egotistical 23-year-old. I right. thought I was bulletproof and, and all that. So... Um, you know, I wanted to own it all myself. I wanted to be the top dog. I wanted to be King Dingling, right? And if I look back now, and if I was a 23-year-old in 2020 now, I'd do it so different. I would do what you do. My first hire would be a videographer. I would be starting to document my journey, my passion, my obsession, 
and just start living that every single day. Before I even start to monetize something, before I even, it doesn't matter what your product is. You know, not everyone listening to this podcast is probably in real estate or, you know I mean? Just start documenting yourself what you're passionate about, what you love doing. I, I would do that first and foremost. So let's, before, most people first hire would say a PA or an EA. That's in yeah. the... In the, in the grand scheme of things, yeah. that's what they do. Let's hire a PA to free out some of my time and make me more dollar productive. Yeah, I would flip that on its head. I definitely wouldn't do that. I've right. got an assistant now, and and I can't live without her. But it wouldn't be my first hire, that's right. for sure. So, well, I've ticked that off the box. I've ticked that off a list. So boom, Sammy, thank you. Well done. That we're doing well. Done. <laughs> first step. Um, again, because I wanted to own everything when I was younger and ambitious. Now I wouldn't want to own everything myself. I do a lot of uh, mergers and acquisitions. Um, I personally don't like investing more than 15% into a company. Okay. So if someone comes to me with an idea, it's like, dude, I'll take 15%. I hope it was strategy and scale. you got to execute it. Now, a young 23-year-old is sitting there going, I want to make it all myself. I would go do joint ventures with people who have an existing distribution arm or an existing sales and marketing channel of the product or service that you want to get into. So let's, let's say, you know, you with these guys, right? Um, you could go do this all yourself. You could start your own, you know, flamingo agency. Exactly. And you know what? Pe- countless, countless, countless amounts of people mm. have said to me, why didn't you do it by yourself? Literally, yeah. I, I hear yeah, that I question imagine. constantly when I talk to people. Well, why are you with those guys for? You know, why are you with Trillia Associates? Why didn't you do it by yourself? Yeah. So that's a common question. Yeah. And, and, and you're not common, right? You're, you're, you're a young, successful entrepreneur who understands the game. But I would suggest if I was 23 starting again, I would go, you know what? I'm going to go find the best agency in the region, the best leader, the best mentor, the best sales and marketing firm I could to align my product to them. Because it's a long life. At 23, do you mean I'm 40 now and I've done, shit, probably 20 different companies and different things and you know we've still got 10 companies percolating around the world doing different things, but you know, an entrepreneur doesn't get stuck on one thing for the rest of their life. And I think as a young 23 year old, you come in thinking this is gonna be the billion dollar company and for me to hit that, I need to own all of it. Now I have several you know, equity deals and I take 15 to 20% and I delegate the hard part of the equation, the sales, the marketing, the distribution, the shipping, if that may be the case. And I take um, four to five hours a month working on some of these deals, I take away an equity share and that's kind of a better way for me to do deals. I, 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 and I would suggest that to anyone is go, it's gonna be a long journey. Don't think you need to own everything and all of it go do something with somebody, learn the ropes. I mean, I talk a lot about an entrepreneurial apprenticeship. An entrepreneurial apprenticeship is aligning with somebody who actually has runs on the board, who's willing to give you a piece of the business, and you take that four to five to 10 years to learn as much as you can. So then when you hit 30, you go, boom, I know what I'm doing now, I can go do it myself. So yeah, I I would do it very differently if I was starting again. Okay, so I guess that the first step would be the hire. Yep. Wouldn't, when you're in business, you wouldn't be you wouldn't be going down in the traditional path of hiring a PA or hiring yep. a to free up some of your time. It'd be essentially hiring someone like a videographer yep. or a social media or a content creator, whatever that is, to to build brand. Yep. Right. The second step would be instead of going 100%, I'm a big dog. I'm going to do this by myself. Yep. It's how about I be a part of the the puzzle. Yes. And let let's create a team around me that are, have all got their 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 I guess you know, strengths in what they do. Yeah, and, and hopefully there's a mentor in that in that business where you can go, shit, I'm gonna align to this person for the next five years because they've been through 20 years of hard ache 
and I'll learn as much as I can, take a big, take a little piece, and and use it as that sort of scholarship and leverage, right? And leverage. Yeah. Okay. Let's go. Third step. Let Let's talk very, I guess, micro in the event space, yep. right? I guess the people who you would have, you know, taken on tour twenty years ago, mm. that would have been a lot different to the people now, right? Yep. Maybe back then it was who celebrities. Yeah, um, do you mean who, who was who was the, the you know they were the old school personal development you know, like the Jim Rowan yeah, the right. Brian Tracy's the the old school veterans of our industry now I move more into celebrities or who's got the attention you know, I mean Grant Cardone's got fourteen million people on social media um, you know I I just tend to look for those people who have got a passion to educate and have got the attention so in this day and age though it's it's about like I said understand those first two steps and then going how can I deliver my passion in some way so you know for me it's I love sales I love entrepreneurship so that's my passion coming out through my business so you know if I stuck to personal development leadership um, talkers my business wouldn't be anywhere near it is now do you mean last year we had you know two years ago we had Tom Brady Uh, we had Gene Simmons from Kiss last year you know you think, okay, Kiss, is that really an entrepreneur thing? He's done $4 billion in his company in 40 years. So I, I, I'm looking to find ways for me to make sure I still have fun in the role and in the job as well. And and I guess the, the, the people you're taking you know, around the world, they haven't necessarily been around for a long time. Let's talk yeah. about someone like like Grant Cardone. Sure, yep. he's been in business for a long time, but he hasn't been a brand, right? No, same with Gary Vee. And then I know you're in talks with people like Jay Shetty and stuff like yeah. that. These people haven't been around for 20 or 30 years like you know celebrities may have been. Yeah. So well, Jay is actually a great example of what we just said on the first step and second step. He's a guy who's got 35 million followers, hasn't got a product to sell, right? He's just building community, building his passion, and now he's in talks with me and, people, and different people about how do I monetize my community? So he's built brand. So, you know, I'm not saying to all the young entrepreneurs out there, go out there and when you get the 35 million, start to monetize it. But he's flipped the model. Most people go try and bring their product to market and then they go, okay, now I'll start building brand and start building things. Flip it on its head because it's now a personal brand more than a, a product or service brand. Exactly. So once you do that and you understand that, you can document it easily. It's easy to get up at 5.30 a.m. and go, today I'm going in the office, I can't wait, do this, do this. It's evergreen content, but then you can start to monetize and partner with people because you've built a brand and companies want to associate with brands. Exactly right. And I guess Gary Vee talks about this a lot is brand is the only thing that cannot be commoditized, right? And people always question brand like, oh, why? What personal brand's nothing in business, blah, blah, blah. But then they wear Gucci and they wear Nike and like they don't think logically. Like the only reason they're wearing them is not because they love the beautiful black shoe or the white t-shirt. It's because of the brand it has on it yeah. and what that brand reflects, right? If you're wearing a Gucci or a Rolex or whatever it may be, yeah. the only reason you're wearing that is because you want the perception of what people you know, have around yes. that brand. You wear a Rolex because Rolex means wealth, right? I mean, you've yeah. made something. You wear Gucci because the same thing. It's not because of the white T-shirt because this T-shirt yeah. that costs $8 yeah. and, a, and a Gucci T-shirt costs exactly the same to make. That's it. The difference is brand, That's right? That's it, yeah. So, <clears throat> excuse me, brand is the commodity right now. Um, and brand is a longer game. And again, for the young entrepreneurs out there, I know you're thinking three to five years, but think, try and think 20 years. Now, I always tell entrepreneurs, come to me with a 20-year plan. And I know that sounds outrageous in this day and age, 
But if you come with a 20-year plan, there's a realistic time frame of what it's going to take to become successful. And when I was younger, I wanted it all straight away. I wanted to be a billionaire by 30. I mean, it's just unrealistic time parameters I put on myself. Yeah. So have a longer game plan with a content and brand strategy at the beginning. As you move forward, you're going to build that awareness and people will start bringing you deals and opportunities because you've got the attention, you've got brand. The whole game's changing right now. And I'm so excited, especially for the young dudes. Listen to this is, you've got such an opportunity. When I was 23, there was no internet. There, there might have been, but I definitely wasn't on it, right? Yeah. So uh, I was barely on email. Now you can DM anyone in the world from your bed and try and do deals and collaborations. So it's an amazing time to be in business. Right, right, mate, I agree. Number four, let's talk about sales. Yep. The way you used to sell, which probably ring ring yep. it's Michael Hayne you want to buy a ticket no hang the phone up next yep. one right? that would have been it and $150 some email marketing. a day yeah. exactly how was how sales so obviously back then that would have been the start of the business on the phone yep. how, how now starting a business if you added all those three where we're creating the you know the, the first hire is the videographer we're, we're creating the personal brand how are you selling yeah how are you selling it's, you'll be so surprised I sell in many different ways and again for me, selling, I'm not selling too many tickets these days, although I'll do the occasional swipe up, those kind of things. But um, I'm selling brand, which ultimately allows deal flow for me to come in. And when I say deal flow, it could be joint ventures. It could be people coming going, I want to bring 150 of my staff to your events. But if we, if we layer it down to what my young guys are doing on the phone, they're doing content every day. You know, they're doing interviews with clients who have come through our programs. They're, they're doing... Uh, how-to videos, the three key things you must know as a young entrepreneur or, or, or the trappings and, and how to you know, deal with the trappings of success. We are doing a boatload of content at every level and we've gone from 150 dials to some of our team are making 20 to 30 dials and doing 400 grand a month. Do you mean on, on a $1,000 ticket or a $4,000 ticket? So the game's changed and for those people who haven't adapted, it's going to be very difficult. Yeah. So, you know, we've got young guys in our, in our office who haven't taken up the content strategy game yet and they're going to suffer if they don't soon. So even for me, um, I do a boatload of podcasts. Uh, I do it because we will use this content out there in some fashion. People will ring me and go, hey, I love what you're doing. I want to come to an event or I want you to promote my event. Exactly. It, it doesn't matter if you're on the phone starting out or you're right up at the top of the shop you need to be adopting this new strategy and sales is all about now authentically communicating and you've just got better technology now. If you're not using your video and on your, on your phone to try and communicate and even retention and follow-up, you know, I'd be getting my phone out and going, Jack, we spoke yesterday, I was so good to connect with you, I love that you're passionate about this, this and that. You know, I know you're not ready to make a decision right now but when you are, I'm going to be here. You know, I mean, people need to use this technology in a way um, that it creates a lot of leverage. Yeah, and that was the next thing I was going to talk about, leverage. Like, for example, you, you you know, being aligned with people like the Gary V's of the world, Grant Cardone's, Tony Robbins, like the, the leverage you have off those people is nuts, right? Like you, your, your brand essentially is getting presented to these millions and millions and millions of people, whether it's on, you know, Gary V, for example, when he's doing his keynotes, 
he, he then shares those keynotes with his audience. Yeah. So success resources is everywhere around that. So yeah. leveraging of other people's brands, I think is another massive thing in this economy, which was harder a, a long time ago because yeah. leverage of brands was like being on billboards. Now, how hard would it be to have like a success resources next to a, a Gary Vee on a billboard? Pretty hard. Yes. Now it's so subtle, but people notice. Yeah. Even if you're in the background or, you know, he talks about something or, or you share something that aligns with your brand and he reshares it. Like, Leverage off other people's brands massive now, right? It is. And and look, for the people listening to this, um, in my event promotion company, I don't speak. So I don't sell any tickets for Michael Lane. All my ticket sales are with Gary Vee, those kind of things. So it's a partnership, it's a joint venture, or it's an equity deal. So yeah, the game's changed. It's like when I go to Gary and say, hey, can you do this, this, and this? I mean, we want that content. We want him to push it out. We know he's going to push it out as well, but... It's this harmonious relationship where we're looking for a no-lose. I mean, I used to talk about a win-win-win, you know, win for you, win for me, win for the client. Now I think it's been flipped. It's We're looking for a no-lose situation. So when I put Gary on stage, I pay him a fee. He comes along, he fills the room for me. That helps me. Yeah. He gets content out of it, I get content out of it. And I think that's what's been successful formula for us is having really strong relationships that are no-lose for the, for the, for the partnership. And it just helps in, you know, getting your message out there. And it definitely helps to have someone like Gary Vee, who's got 20 million followers, sharing your content constantly or your events. 100%. So it's, it's, a, it's an interesting take on a modern day billboard and a modern day marketing play. But the eyeballs that we're getting on our brand right now from things that we're not even posting... It's, it's just crazy. It's crazy, yeah. So I think that's, like, that's probably a, a five-step formula to a, not just for the events business, but, but for any business, you can take those key you know, takeaways and, and use that in any business, I think. Those, yeah. those five steps, I think in this economy, you'll see massive growth in the business, right? Absolutely. Over a long term. Um, let's talk about where Michael Lane and whether it's success resource of the business or you go into something else. Where, where are you looking at? From, from 40 to, to say 60 where's your 20 year plan from now where do you see yourself yeah look um, I've, I've got an interest in various companies not all, not all just personal development uh, very bullish in uh, finance game at the moment okay um, so just acquired a company last year who's doing some cool things in, in the Australian region but to be honest my real passion is education so if I look at the thing that sort of wakes me up in the morning it's taking world-class education education, and scaling it globally digitally. So, you know, while we do 500 events, we've captured a lot of content from those events. Now we're going to put them on a digital paywall. Um, there'll be an app, and you'll be able to access any so like of our events. Like a, like, a sub, like a subscription yeah. sort of... Yeah, almost service, like a like, Netflix like a net, yeah, right, okay. of personal development. Um, yeah, so if you can't make it to Los Angeles to see Tom Brady and whoever else is on, you'll sit there and watch it on your phone. So that that's and that'll get you into places that you know necessarily don't have the financial backing to, to be able to afford these things, right? If you're in a, a third world country, yeah, majority of these people still have telephones, right? And they they, yep. they still have the want to get better and yes. be better. So now it's over. You're going to be in these places where they can't afford to get to the event, but they Correct. can still hear everything the people at the event are hearing, right? Yeah, and I don't want to really. I mean, we're in 37 countries now. To be honest, I don't really want to keep scaling. I don't want to get to 100 countries, that's, that's for sure. So the, the most logical next step is doing it digitally. So we'll, we'll come out this year with a platform. It'll be as little as 90, uh, $9 a month. Um, you can live stream and you can watch a whole heap of stuff all around the world on demand. There'll be four to 5,000 hours on there. 
So that's gonna be cool. The next thing that's really exciting at the moment is aligning with a lot of celebrities. And I'm not just talking about the Kardashians and people like that, I'm talking about people who clearly, and you can see it in their posts, in what they're doing, they've got a passion to give back and educate and maybe inspire. Right. A good one right now is Will Smith. I mean, he's talking about success, he's talking about this. I wanna do some unique stuff, and I've got a lot of conversations going with some cool people who clearly there is a interest in educating and giving back, despite the movies, the sport, and these kind of things. And I think that's where... I will have a lot of fulfillment and joy in the next sort of decade is doing some touring with those kind of people, but capturing those talks, putting them online for people to be able to listen to that. And look, when you partner with someone, we won't mention their name, but they've got like 90 million followers and they're pushing out this kind of content, that kind of impact is so much greater than I can do at my events. And for the average person to get access to those people is, is almost impossible, right? So to be able to get the access through someone like yourself is pretty incredible. Yeah, do you mean, and, and I, yeah, I think, I think we'll do some really good things with it. And, you know, to have you sitting there waking up with your phone 6am and you get a hit of inspiration from someone that you've idolized in business, sport, fashion, whatever it is. And it's there and then you can jump out of bed and it costs you $9 a month. Exactly. I, I just think that's my scale. That's my global plan. And um, that's what I've been building for the last couple of years. Mate, it's super, super inspiring, I think. It's really, really cool. Mate, uh, I, the last the last thing I like to do on my podcast is give you the opportunity to ask me a question yep. to, to what you think my, my audience or the audience that you have um, would like to hear. So... I'll pass the, uh, the interviewing over to you. Okay, I wasn't, wasn't prepared for this. <laughs> I don't think anyone is. Look, knowing you, knowing um, what you're doing, I'd love to see you start doing some speaking. Right. Is that something that you would see yourself doing? It is, yeah. My thought around speaking is I, I don't want to speak, I guess, I don't want to pretend I'm an expert in something until okay. I actually am okay. the expert and I am yep. the brand, right? Yeah. I don't want to get on stage and say, I've done this and I'm doing this and you should do this if I haven't done it myself. Sure. So I want it to be authentic. So yep. when I've hit that level, which I'm going to hit, I'm very confident of that. Um, and I can speak from experience. Speaking is something I, I really, really would like to get into for sure. Yeah, and, and look, for the young uh, young guys out there and who may not be at your level yet, um, I, I, I feel if you're getting up to speak to sell something, you're right. You, you need to be an expert. Yeah. But I'm trying to tell as many of the young dudes out there right now is if you're doing content and you're passionate about something, even just get up at the local WeWork or the local area, put on an event for 50 people and just go, guys, I haven't figured this all out yet, but here are the three things that I've done that has really helped me on my journey. Um, I, I would suggest when you're confident with this content plan and phase and building brand, not only is it a great way to capture content with a live event like that, but you start to build an audience, you start to build proximity to you, um, I think it'll really fast track your brand growth. Right. Um, so I yeah. actually have my first two talks this month. Wow. They're, they're real estate related, so it's yeah. about investing. So I've got my first one. Um, there's, there's three of us partnered in Newcastle, and we're yep. going to talk about real estate up there. And there's one I'm doing with Trillies Associates, which will be awesome. um, the same. I'll be talking about investing and what's worked for me. Yeah, I think that'd be great. And look, when you're ready for the big stage, come come to me. I'll be on the, uh, the $9 a month app. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, um, thank you very, very much for coming. I really, really appreciate it. I'm sure my audience will too. And uh, mate, good luck out there in that weather. It's, yeah, it's a bit weird. Thanks, man. Thank you.
Ladies and gentlemen, it's uh, episode two of uh, Flamingo Sundays. And I'm actually really, really lucky, I think, to have the man I have sitting opposite me in front of the uh, glowing flamingo. He's a man that uh, sits opposite people like Grant Cardone, Gary V, Tony Robbins, now Jack Henderson is a pretty big name. Um, it's, uh, it's Michael Lane from Success Resources, mate. Welcome. Thank you, mate. Great to be on the podcast. Thank you. Um, mate, we've, we've met at a, on a few occasions. Firstly, we're on Sydney Harbour, which is a great place to meet. We yes. both like spending a lot of time on the harbour. For the select few people who don't know who you are and what you do, give us a little bit of background about you know, essentially where you come from, where you are now, and, and then we're going to run through you know, the, the business itself. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, look, I've been in business for 20 years, um, started and failed a, a heap of businesses. Yeah. Uh, one or two did okay, and uh, I suppose the second one I'm currently still in, called Success Resources. Uh, we're a educational seminar company and we do large-scale events in about 37 countries around the world. Wow. Um, last year we did 525 um, with some cool people like Tony Robbins, uh, Gary V, Grant Cardone, and some other people. So, yeah, our business is all about educating entrepreneurs who want to identify what they're passionate about and then go live that passion. So I get to wake up every day in beautiful Sydney, although it's not that beautiful today. No, nah, yeah, the weather's not great, is it? No, but... um. Look, I was a Sydney boy. Uh, I knew from an early age I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Right. I uh, didn't get the grades at school. I, you know, the writing was on the wall early, if I'm going to be really honest. And I just turned to sales. As soon as I got out of school, I just knew that if I could hone a sales process and understand how the process works, I think I could sell anything. Yeah. So uh, I honed in on that, got really clear on understanding how to build value and show value, and then being able to persuade someone to part with their hard-earned dollars in an authentic way to get some kind of product or service. So, yeah, look, it's been an interesting journey, but uh, 20 years in, just turned 40 last week and uh, made more excited than ever. Right. Let's, um, look, that, that's the incredible journey. 20 years in business is one massive achievement because what they say within five years, I think 99% of businesses, you know, shut their, shut their doors. Yeah. So to be in business 20 years is, is pretty incredible. Let's take it back to... Michael Lane coming out of school. Yeah. You said sales was for you. You knew that from an early age. When you said sales was for you, was it being young and chasing dollars? Because generally there is a connotation with sales and money, right? If you're yeah. a good seller, you earn a lot of money. So when you left school and went into sales, was it because of a passion of sales? Or was it, was, was it because as a young guy, and I'm the same, money drives you, right? Because you want to, to achieve all these things and grab all of these things. Yeah. So run me through that. Why sales? Why not lawyer or an yeah. accountant or you know like yeah look to be honest uh i just wanted to be rich yeah. just being brutally honest i yeah. knew at eight uh, when all my friends were reading comic books i was reading rob report showboat and fast cars so uh, i just knew i was wired a little bit differently and when i left school definitely didn't have the grades for anything like that or anything um like a lawyer or those kind of things so Went out there, honed the skills, went in everything from car sales to door knocking to a whole heap of stuff. Right. Um, and, and, and any entrepreneur basically starts out with the money game. 100%. And, and it is a game. Yeah. And, and you think that you play the game and you'll win the game and you know have, live happily ever after. And obviously um, that's not the case. And I, I think I was lucky that I had a number of failures early. Yeah. And then I had a quick win and made okay. some good money. Uh, and then I lost it all. So it was an interesting journey in my 20s because I was bootstrapping everything. I came up with several ideas, bought them to market, didn't work, 
cool, we'll go build something else. And then, you know, it w- what really clicked for me when I was 23 was the personal development game. Um, teaching people to, you know, identify what they're passionate about was an easy sell for me. Right. It, it just resonated because I was the student in that and someone was teaching me that. So, you know, when the student becomes the teacher and then you start to help people identify what they're passionate about and then lead them down that path, it just resonated. I've always made money in the personal development seminar game. I've done so many other things though, whether it's a, a nightclub here at Double Bay, whether it's an energy drink company um, or you know perfume distribution, doesn't matter what it was, none of them made money except the business I'm in now. So, uh, you know, I just got to a point where I'm like, okay, that feels good, resonates, and I make good money from it. So let's just see how that goes. And then, you know, in my late 20s, I bought into this company. Uh, it had already been going and it had a bit of a history and, and been doing stuff for about 10 years before I got in. But look, about 11 years ago, I put some money into the company. And while we're doing two to three events a year, um, you know, the last 11 years has been pretty busy scaling this. And, you know, now in 37 countries and 500 plus events a year, um, yeah, it's just been an interesting journey. Massive growth. The reason I asked the question about obviously chasing money is, you know, this podcast is aimed at millennials. Yeah. And people come out of school, I think when people go to university, they want to be lawyers, accountants, doctors, sometimes because of the passion, but the majority of the time because of money, right? They yeah. think these people earn a lot of money. Yeah. Um, and when you go into business, you also think the same thing. And, be, and for people who don't come from money and come from affluence, which is what the majority of people chase their whole life, they think that the money will make them happy, right? Mm. Like, so they think like when I have the car or when I have the boat or the house, or they see things going through their daily life, they think, oh, this person's so rich, they must be so happy. Um, and, and it's interesting you said everything you were chasing for the money was very short lived. Mm. Then you started chasing passion, right? Yeah. And, and, and the feel good you know, attitude and it makes you feel really good when you're helping people and what come with that was money. So yes. money was just a consequence of doing something you loved. Um, so I guess that's the reason I asked why money? Because everyone chases money. Like, you know, everyone yeah. wants to do something for cash, 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 let's yeah. do that and let's jump to there and that's it's all short term. But I think the, the big thing is passion. Yeah. Would you agree? Yeah, look, I think, and, and it's easy to tell a young entrepreneur, don't leave the money and go for passion. Yeah. But I, I think they've got to go through that money journey or that money game and play that game. You know, I had Chris Gray on the, the, the podcast last week and he Love said Chris. exactly the same thing. Yep. He said, it, it, it's, it's easy to tell people don't chase money, but it's, they need to experience it first to realize it doesn't bring what they thought. That's they need it. to buy the car to realize that the car doesn't bring anything. You know, it's yeah. a short lived. They need to buy the house. They need to go on the holidays. They need to have the girls, whatever it is to make you realize that that's not the, that's not the thing. That's not the golden egg. Yeah. The golden egg is the, the passion of what makes you actually feel good inside, right? Yeah, I, I think most entrepreneurs, you can't really tell them much anyway, right? They're on their path and they're yeah. going to go do it the way they want to do it, which is a great trait of an entrepreneur. Um, but you let them play out that journey. And, you know, I'm, I'm mentoring a lot of young entrepreneurs in my business. I have a very entrepreneurial um, culture. Right. And I, I you know, um, have a lot of people come in, they do side hustles and I'll help them with their business plan and minimum viable product and then scaling and those kind of things. So we encourage that, but I'm... You know, I'm conscious that I want them to go have that taste of money as well. Yeah. Uh, for multiple reasons, have the taste of it and get a feeling for it, um, but then also understand that it's not going to be a long-lasting happiness associated with that. Do you mean I remember when I first bought my first decent car? I was like, "This is the best feeling ever," and for the next three months, I'd walk in the garage and go, "This is the greatest." But in that fourth, fifth, sixth month, it's like, 
okay, I've, I've got to get to the office. I get, and it dissipates, right? So, 100%. you know, go ahead, fulfill that, play that money game, get it off your chest for a couple of reasons. Experience what it's like in business class or first class or that car or whatever it is. Get that feeling and harness that. Um, I, think, I think there's definitely benefits to it. But then when you play it long enough, you'll understand that um, there's, a, there's better ways to get a longer lasting happiness and feeling. And for me, that's helping other people. Right. Um, Michael, you, you, we've walked in, you've got the, the, the cameraman with you, I've got mine. In the 20 years you've been in Success Resources, um, or in the business, it's changed, right? Like a lot has changed from 20 years ago, you know, what you were teaching people to, to what people are paying for and being taught now. Yeah. And I'm sure your business has changed a lot as well. So what I want to do for the next part of, of the podcast is is run through if you were the 23-year-old right now and that's when you it ticked, I want to be in this personal development game. How would Michael Lane do it differently to how we, how we did do it? What would be different? And essentially yeah. what we're going to do is, is give the listeners a, a little bit of a roadmap to say if, if they want to jump into a business similar to yours, yeah. let's give them some tips on, on if you were doing it against someone very experienced, how you would do it. Yeah. So... You know, when you were 23, how did you jump into it then? Yep. And how would you do it differently now? And let's run through that. Yeah, so, you know, I mean, I was an egotistical 23-year-old. Right. I thought I was bulletproof and, and all that. So, um, you know, I wanted to own it all myself. I wanted to be the top dog. I wanted to be King Dingling, right? And if I look back now, and if I was a 23-year-old in 2020 now, I'd do it so different. I would do what you do. My first hire would be a videographer. I would be starting to document my journey, my passion, my obsession, and just start living that every single day. Before I even start to monetize something, before I even, it doesn't matter what your product is. You know, not everyone listening to this podcast is probably in real estate or, you know I mean? Just start documenting yourself, what you're passionate about, what you love doing. I, I would do that first and foremost. So let's, before, most people first hire would say a PA or an EA. That's in yep. the... In the, in the grand scheme of things, yeah. that's what they do. Let's hire a PA to free out some of my time and make me more dollar productive. Yeah, I you would flip that on its head. I definitely wouldn't do that. I've right. got a, an assistant now, and and I can't live without her. But it wouldn't be my first hire, that's right. for sure. So, well, I've ticked that off the box. I've ticked that off the list. So Boom, Sammy, thank you. Well done, mate. We're doing so well. <laughs> first step. Um, again, because I wanted to own everything when I was younger and ambitious. Now I wouldn't want to own everything myself. I do a lot of uh, mergers and acquisitions. Um, I personally don't like investing more than 15% into a company. Okay. So if someone comes to me with an idea, it's like, dude, I'll take 15%. I'll help you with strategy and scale. you got to execute it. Now, a young 23-year-old is sitting there going, I want to make it all myself. I would go do joint ventures with people who have an existing distribution arm or an existing sales and marketing channel of the product or service that you want to get into. So let's let's say, you know, you with these guys, right? Um you could go do this all yourself. You could start your own, you know, flamingo agency. Exactly. And you know what? Pe- countless, countless, countless amounts of people mm. have said to me, why didn't you do it by yourself? Literally, yeah. I, I hear yeah, that I question imagine. constantly when I talk to people. Well, why are you with those guys for? You know, why are you with Trillis Associates? Why didn't you do it by yourself? Yeah. That's a common question. Yeah. And, and, and you're not common, right? You're, you're, you're a young, successful entrepreneur who understands the game. But I would suggest if I was 23 starting again, I would go, you know what? I'm going to go find the best agency in the region, the best leader, the best mentor, the best sales and marketing firm I could to align my product to them. Because it's a long life. 
at 23, Jimmy, and I'm 40 now, and I've done shit, probably 20 different companies and different things. And you know, we still got 10 companies percolating around the world doing different things. But you know, an entrepreneur doesn't get stuck on one thing for the rest of their life. And I think as a young 23 year old, you come in thinking this is going to be the billion dollar company. And for me to hit that, I need to own all of it. Now I have several, you know, equity deals, and I take 15 to 20%, and I delegate the hard part of the equation, the sales, the marketing, the distribution, the shipping, if that may be the case. And I take um, four to five hours a month working on some of these deals, I take away an equity share, and that's kind of a better way for me to do deals. And I would suggest that to anyone is go, it's gonna be a long journey. Don't think you need to own everything and all of it. Go do something with somebody, learn the ropes. I mean, I talk a lot about an entrepreneurial apprenticeship. An entrepreneurial apprenticeship is aligning with somebody who actually has runs on the board, who's willing to give you a piece of the business, and you take that four to five to 10 years to learn as much as you can. So then when you hit 30, you go, boom, I know what I'm doing now, I can go do it myself. So yeah, I, I would do it very differently right. if I was starting again. Okay, so I guess that the first step would be the hire. There yep. wouldn't, when you're in business, you wouldn't be you wouldn't be going down in the traditional path of hiring a PA or hiring no. AI to free up some of your time. It'd be essentially hiring someone like a videographer yep. or a social media or a content creator, whatever that is, to to build brand. Yep. Right. The second step would be instead of going 100%, I'm a big dog. I'm going to do this by myself. Yep. It's how about I be a part of the the puzzle. Yes. And let let's create a team around me that are, have all got their 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 I guess you know strengths in what they do. Yeah. And, and hopefully there's a mentor in that in that business where you can go. Shit, I'm going to align to this person for the next five years because they've been through 20 years of hard ache and I'll learn as much as I can, take a big, take a little piece and and use it as that sort of scholarship. And leverage, right? And leverage. Yeah, okay, let's go third step. Let, let's talk very, I guess, micro in the event space, yep. right? I guess the people who you would have, you know, taken on tour 20 years ago, mm. that would have been a lot different to the people now, right? Yep. Maybe back then it was who, celebrities, yeah, um, do you mean who, who was who was the, the you know that were the old school personal development you know, like the Jim Rowan, yeah, the right. Brian Tracy's the the old school veterans of our industry. Now I move more into celebrities or who's got the attention. You know, I mean Grant Cardone's got fourteen million people on social media. Um, you know, I, I just tend to look for those people who have got a passion to educate and have got the attention. So in this day and age, though, it's it's about like I said understanding those first two steps, and then going, how can I deliver my passion in some way? So, you know, for me, it's, I love sales. I love entrepreneurship. So that's my passion coming out through my business. So, you know, if I stuck to personal development, leadership, um, talkers, my business wouldn't be anywhere near it is now. Do you mean, last year we had, you know, two years ago we had Tom Brady. Uh, We had Gene Simmons from Kiss last year, you know, you think, okay, Kiss, is that really an entrepreneur thing? He's done $4 billion in his company in 40 years. So I, I, I'm looking to find ways for me to make sure I still have fun in the role and in the job as well. And and I guess the, the, the people you're taking you know, around the world, they haven't necessarily been around for a long time. Let's talk yeah. about someone like like Grant Cardone. Sure, yeah. he's been in business for a long time, but he hasn't been a brand, right? No, same with Gary Vee. And then I know you're in talks with people like Jay Shetty and stuff like yeah. that. These people haven't been around for 20 or 30 years like 
you know, celebrities may have been. Yeah. So well, Jay is actually a great example of what we just said on the first step and second step. He's a guy who's got 35 million followers, hasn't got a product to sell, right? He's just building community, building his passion, and now he's in talks with me and people and different people about how do I monetize my community? So he's built brand. So, you know, I'm not saying to all the young entrepreneurs out there, go out there and when you get to 35 million, start to monetize it, but he's flipped the model. Most people go try and bring their product to market and then they go, okay, now I'll start building brand and start building things. Flip it on its head because it's now a personal brand more than a, a product or service brand. Exactly. So once you do that and you understand that, you can document it easily. It's easy to get up at 5.30 a.m. and go, today I'm going in the office, I can't wait, do this, do this. It's evergreen content. But then you can start to monetize and partner with people because you've built a brand and companies want to associate with brands. Exactly right. And I guess... Gary Vee talks about this a lot, is brand is the only thing that cannot be commoditized, right? And people always question brand, like, oh, why, what personal brand's nothing in business, blah, 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 but then they wear Gucci and they wear Nike and like they don't think logically. Like, the only reason they're wearing them is not because they love the beautiful black shoe or the white T-shirt, it's because of the brand it has on it yeah. and what that brand reflects, right? If you're wearing a Gucci or a Rolex or whatever it may be, yeah. the only reason you're wearing that is because you want the perception of what people you know, have around yes. that brand. You wear a Rolex because Rolex means wealth, right? I mean, you've yeah. made something. You wear Gucci because the same thing. It's not because of the white T-shirt because this T-shirt yeah. that costs eight dollars yeah. and a Gucci T-shirt costs exactly the same to make. That's it. The difference is brand, That's right? That's it. Yeah. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Brand is the commodity right now, um, and brand is a longer game. And again, for the young entrepreneurs out there, I know you're thinking three to five years, but think try and think twenty years. Now, I always tell entrepreneurs, come to me with a 20-year plan. And I know that sounds outrageous in this day and age. But if you come with a 20-year plan, there's a realistic time frame of what it's going to take to become successful. And when I was younger, I wanted it all straight away. I wanted to be a billionaire by 30. I mean, it's just unrealistic time parameters I put on myself. Yeah. So have a longer game plan with a content and brand strategy at the beginning. As you move forward, you're gonna build that awareness and people will start bringing you deals and opportunities because you've got the attention, you've got brand. The whole game's changing right now and I'm so excited, especially for the young dudes listening to this is, you've got such an opportunity. When I was 23, there was no internet. There, there might've been, but I definitely wasn't on it, right? Yeah. So uh, I was barely on email. Now you can DM anyone in the world from your bed and try and do deals and collaborations. So, it's an amazing time to be in business. Right, right, mate, I agree. Number four, let's talk about sales. Yep. The way you used to sell, which probably, ring, ring, yep. it's Michael Hayne, you wanna buy a ticket? No, hang the phone up, next yep. one. Right, that would've been it. And some email marketing. Day, yeah. Exactly. How, how is sales, so obviously back then that would've been the start of the business on the phone. How, yep. how now, starting a business, if you added all those three, where we're creating the, you know, the, the first hire is the videographer, we're, we're creating the personal brand, how are you selling? Yeah. How are you selling? It's, you'll be so surprised. I sell in many different ways. And again, for me selling, I'm not selling too many tickets these days, although I'll do the occasional swipe up, those kind of things. But um, I'm selling brand, which ultimately allows deal flow for me to come in. And when I say deal flow, it could be joint ventures. It could be people coming and going, I want to bring 150 of my staff to your events. But if we, if we layer it down to what my young guys are doing on the phone, they're doing content every day. You know, they're doing interviews with clients who have come through our programs. They're, they're doing 
uh, how-to videos, the three key things you must know as a young entrepreneur or, or, or the trappings and, and how to you know, deal with the trappings of success. We are doing a boatload of content at every level and we've gone from 150 dials to some of our team are making 20 to 30 dials and doing 400 grand a month. Do you mean on, on a $1,000 ticket or a $4,000 ticket? So the game's changed and for those people who haven't adapted, it's gonna be very difficult. Yeah. So you know, we've got young guys in, ours, in our office who haven't taken up the content strategy game yet and they're gonna suffer if they don't soon. So even for me, um, I do a boatload of podcasts. Uh, I do it because we will use this content out there in some fashion. People will ring me and go, hey, I love what you're doing, I wanna come to an event or I want you to promote my event. Exactly. It, it doesn't matter if you're on the phone starting out or you're right up at the top of the shop, you need to be adopting this new strategy and sales is all about now authentically communicating and You've just got better technology now. If you're not using your video on your, on your phone to try and communicate, and even retention and follow-up, you know, I'd be getting my phone out and going, Jack, we spoke yesterday, I was so good to connect with you, I love that you're passionate about this, this and that. You know, I know you're not ready to make a decision right now, but when you are, I'm gonna be here. You know I mean? People need to use this technology in a way um, that it creates a lot of leverage. Yeah, and that was the next thing I was gonna talk about, leverage. Like, for example, you, you you know, being aligned with people like the Gary V's of the world, Grant Cardone's, Tony Robbins, like the, the leverage you have off those people is nuts, right? Like you, your, your brand essentially is getting presented to these millions and millions and millions of people, whether it's on, you know, Gary V, for example, when he's doing his keynotes, he, he then shares those keynotes with his audience. Yeah. So success resources is everywhere around that. So yeah. leveraging of other people's brands, I think is another massive thing in this economy, which was harder a, a long time ago because yeah. leverage of brands was like being on billboards. Now, how hard would it be to have like a success resources next to a, a Gary Vee on a billboard? Pretty hard. Yes. Now it's so subtle, but people notice. Yeah. Even if you're in the background or, you know, he talks about something or, or you share something that aligns with your brand and he reshares it. Like, Leverage off other people's brands massive now, right? It is, and and look, for the people listening to this, um, in my event promotion company, I don't speak, so well, I don't sell any tickets for Michael Lane. All my ticket sales are with Gary Vee, those kind of things. So it's a partnership, it's a joint venture, or it's an equity deal. So yeah, the game's changed. It's like when I go to Gary and say, hey, can you do this, this, and this? You mean, we want that content. We want him to push it out. We know he's gonna push it out as well, but it's this harmonious relationship where we're looking for a no-lose. I mean, I used to talk about a win-win-win, you know, win for you, win for me, win for the client. Now I think it's been flipped. It's we're looking for a no-lose situation. So when I put Gary on stage, I pay him a fee. He comes along, he fills the room for me. That helps me. Yeah. He gets content out of it, I get content out of it. And I think that's what's been successful formula for us is having really strong relationships that are no-lose for the, for, the, for the partnership. And it just helps in, you know, getting your message out there. And it definitely helps to have someone like Gary Vee, who's got 20 million followers, sharing your content constantly or your events. 100%. So it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting take on a modern day billboard and a modern day marketing play. But the eyeballs that we're getting on our brand right now from things that we're not even posting... It's, it's just crazy. It's crazy, yeah. So I think that's like, that's probably a, a five-step formula to a, not just for the events business, but, but for any business, you can take those key, you know, takeaways and, and use that in any business, I think. Those, yeah. those five steps, I think in this economy, you'll see massive growth in the business, right? Absolutely. Over a long term. 
Um, let's talk about where Michael Lane and whether it's success resources the business or you go into something else. Where where are you looking at from from forty to, to say sixty? Where's your twenty year plan from now? Where do you see yourself? Yeah, look, um, I've I've got an interest in various companies, not all, not all just personal development. Uh, very bullish in. Uh, finance game at the moment okay um so just acquired a company last year who's doing some cool things in in the australian region but to be honest my real passion is education so if i look at the thing that sort of wakes me up in the morning it's taking world-class education education and scaling it globally digitally so you know while we do 500 events we've captured a lot of content from those events now we're going to put them on a digital paywall um there'll be an app and you'll be able to access any so like, it's a, like, a, like, a sub, like a subscription yeah. sort of it's almost service, like a like, Netflix like a net, yeah, right, of okay. personal development um, yeah so if you can't make it to Los Angeles to see Tom Brady and whoever else is on you'll sit there and watch it on your phone so that that's and that'll get you into places that you know necessarily don't have the financial backing to, to be able to afford these things right if you're in a a third world country yeah the majority of these people still have telephones right and they, they, yeah. they still have the want to get better and yes. be better. So now it's over. You're, you're going to be in these places where they can't afford to get to the event, but they right. can still hear everything the people at the event are hearing, right? Yeah, and I don't want to really... I mean, we're in 37 countries now. To be honest, I don't really want to keep scaling. I don't want to get to 100 countries, that's that's for sure. So the the most logical next step is doing it digitally. So we'll, we'll come out this year with a platform. It'll be as little as 90, uh, $9 a month. Um, you can live stream and you can watch a whole heap of stuff all around the world on demand. There'll be four to 5,000 hours on there. So that's gonna be cool. The next thing that's really exciting at the moment is aligning with a lot of celebrities. And I'm not just talking about the Kardashians and people like that. I'm talking about people who clearly, and you can see it in their posts, in what they're doing, they've got a passion to give back and educate and maybe inspire. A good one right now is Will Smith. I mean, he's talking about success. He's talking about this. I wanna do some unique stuff and I've got a lot of conversations going with some cool people who clearly there is a interest in educating and giving back, despite the movies, the sport and these kind of things. And I think that's where I will have a lot of fulfillment and joy in the next sort of decade, is doing some touring with those kind of people, but capturing those talks, putting them online for people to be able to listen to that. And look, when you partner with someone, we won't mention their name, but they've got like 90 million followers and they're pushing out this kind of content, that kind of impact is so much greater than I can do exactly. at my events. And for the average person to get access to those people is, is almost impossible, right? So to be able to get the access through someone like yourself is pretty incredible. Yeah, do you mean, and, and I, yeah, I think, I think we'll do some really good things with it. And, you know, to have you sitting there waking up with your phone 6 a.m. and you get a hit of inspiration from someone that you've idolized in business, sport, fashion, whatever it is, and it's there and then you can jump out of bed and it costs you $9 a month. Exactly. I, I just think that's my scale, that's my global plan and um, that's what I've been building for the last couple of years. Mate, it's super, super inspiring, I think. It's really, really cool. Mate, uh, I get the last the last thing I like to do on my podcast is give you the opportunity to ask me a question yep. to, to what you think my, my audience or the audience that you have um, would like to hear. So. I'll pass the, uh, the interviewing over to you. Okay, I wasn't, wasn't prepared for this. But <laughs> I don't think anyone is. Look, knowing you, knowing um, what you're doing, I'd love to see you start doing some speaking. 
Right. Is that something that you would see yourself doing? It is, yeah. My thought around speaking is I I don't want to speak, I guess, I don't want to pretend I'm an expert in something until okay. I actually am okay. the expert and I am yep. the brand, right? Yeah. I don't want to get on stage and say, I've done this and I'm doing this and you should do this if I haven't done it myself. Sure. So I want it to be authentic. So yep. when I've hit that level, which I'm going to hit, I'm very confident of that. Um, and I can speak from experience. Speaking is something I, I really, really would like to get into for sure. Yeah, and, and look, for the young uh, young guys out there and who may not be at your level yet, um, I, I, I feel if you're getting up to speak to sell something, you're right. You, you need to be an expert. Yeah. But I'm trying to tell as many of the young dudes out there right now is if you're doing content and you're passionate about something, even just get up at the local WeWork or the local area, put on an event for 50 people and just go, guys, I haven't figured this all out yet, but here are the three things that I've done that has really helped me on my journey. Um, I, I would suggest when you're confident with this content plan and phase and building brand, not only is it a great way to capture content with a live event like that, but you start to build an audience, you start to build proximity to you, um, I think it'll really fast track your brand growth. Right. Um, so I yeah. actually have my first two talks this month. They're, wow. they're real estate related, so it's yeah. about investing. So I've got my first one. Um, there's, there's three of us partnered in Newcastle, and we're yep. going to talk about real estate up there. And there's one I'm doing with Trillies Associates, which will be awesome. um, the same. I'll be talking about investing and what's worked for me. Yeah, I think that'd be great. And look, when you're ready for the big stage, come, come to me. I'll be on the, uh, the $9 a month app. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, um, thank you very, very much for coming. I really, really appreciate it. I'm sure my audience will too. And uh, mate, good luck out there in that weather. It's, yeah, it's a bit wet. Thanks, mate. Thank you.